gosh, it's been so long since I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> a year ago. Fellow humans. I'm Commander Jay Antrax, and it is the year is 2021 or 3307, depending on which way you look at it. And this is the Loose Screws podcast. I've, I've got there's a crowd in the room. I'm going to go down the line in the order that they appear to me in the Discord channel for some reason. Commander Chig, hello. Good evening. How are you? Uh, all right. All right. Uh, oh, this I probably should have saved this for the end, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> Diva Looter. Uh, hello. For, I guess the second time ever. Hey, uh, with a new microphone and um, going to be a uh, as regular as you want to be cast member. Thanks, <laughs> buddy. From, uh, from here out. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year. Everything's all better. <laughs> all right. Uh, Commander Dubs is also here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Always talkative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to pick on you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm just trying to crack an asteroid right now. That's all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay. Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Hello. Good evening, everybody. Glad to be here. Commander Nurgle is here. Come on, he said three words more than me, and he doesn't get shit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, last but not least, NL Hate. What's cooking, good looking? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you start on me all sweet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Huh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Guys. Guys, we we missed last week. Um, there was there was a, a ton going on, and I I ended up just having a, a, absolutely every single evening was was packed with in real life stuff and and couldn't escape. Um, so I it was pointed out to me that not everyone left the Discord server in protest. So I guess we still have a podcast to do, um, but. Uh, I guess let's let's circle around a little bit. Um, how did you all fare the ho- uh, through the holidays and and everything? How does everything feel in the in the world and reality to you? Uh, who wants to go first? What an open question! <laughs> Indeed, what a loaded question! Good. Yeah. Good. Hey, has anything happened in the past twenty four hours? Weird. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, no, but but so we've we've been a minute. We had our we had our very very fun holiday stream, and the the obviously the feedback from that was severe. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun and everything. I had wished that we could have done some kind of uh, a New Year's ish podcast, but it didn't really work out. But um, everyone's still here. So, um, Chig, what have you been up to, and in, in real life and otherwise? Um. I don't know. It's been, you know, geez, time is such a mess that I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I had, had, you know, a couple family members show up uh, over the New Year's week there, my niece mm-hmm. and her new boyfriend and stuff like that. So it was it's a little busy. Uh, we all still have had that stupid seven days to die addiction that the last horde night we had in that game burned us all out. So we're all kind of annoyed with that game and we're back to playing a lot more elite. Um, oh, how interesting. <laughs> um, but really all that I've been doing in elite, it's been kind of 
ridiculous. I've just been playing CQC, just utterly addicted. There's a lot of uh, baby seal clubbing going on because of all the new players. <laughs> but but you know, a lot <laughs> of the regulars, never change. <laughs> a lot of the regulars are always around, and that one <laughs> person that is always in and just murders everybody. He's been playing a whole lot lately. It's hard to find games where he doesn't show mm-hmm. his face eventually. But that's that's been it for game. Now I tonight I'm just working on loading up tritium to bring my carrier on a journey. So that, that oh, that's it for journey. me. Cool, cool. Um, how's you know what? Let's let's go for the new guy. How's life treating you and your new microphone, Devo? Uh, well, besides catching COVID, and then oh no. And then in Christmas fashion, giving it to my wife, daughter, and all of my in-laws. It's Oof. been awesome. Ugh. Everyone's How alive. everyone? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I should throw that in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't we, bad we, for me. We don't know your sad voice yet. Well, yeah. enough, so you have to. <laughs> that would have been a lot sadder story if you said, besides my entire family dying of COVID over Christmas. That's that right. Have been. I gave everyone the new AIDS and uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> I'm HIV that, positive. That's not what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No, life is good, man. I've I've not been on in some months. So, um, and then uh, I'm an exterminator by day. So this is the month where everyone like tips me for the year, which is a treat. So oh, cool! Uh, I'm a literal <laughs> bug hunter, and I made out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough to buy audio interfaces and mics and stuff like that. So, yeah, exciting, exciting. Um, Dubs, what's what's shaking besides getting frustrated with Horde Night? Uh, really, not much. Things are basically <laughs> the same for me around here. Not much yeah. different than a normal normal uh, week would be. Normal week, yeah. Uh, did they find more dead bodies at work? Uh, no, uh, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll give it another few months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, I don't yeah, have just, your uh, parents to know that story. Move on. Yeah. Just, just rush right past that, I guess. I'm going to assume. Dude, I'm gay. <laughs> uh, Data, uh, how was your holidays and New Year's and all that? Uh, it went pretty well. Nice change of pace for a couple weeks. You know, things... Slow down work-wise, but get a little mm-hmm. busier home and family-wise. What is your job? I've never asked you this. I work in engineering and civil That's engineering. That's what I call dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to my engineering job. <laughs> which, which I... I got into the this career path because I thought I'd be driving trains. They lied to me at university. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the same. Need a rim a totally shot sound thing. effect for that. Uh, I'm assuming you still wear the hat, though. Oh, yeah. It's a, it, the hat stays on. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It, everything went good. Fabulous. Uh, Nurgle, I think last time uh, things at work were wild and crazy. How is it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm still pulling double duty, but I'm told we have interviews next week. So maybe the, uh, the double duty is going to come to an end here soon, and I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. ready for it. Right on. But uh, so far, 21 is 
miles better than 20. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, hate what you wouldn't do. Oh, uh oh, I just realized oh. that my Discord doesn't make a sound when somebody joins the channel. Okay, hey, oh. what's been going on? Well, we're what's getting been there. Just follow the list. We're getting there. <laughs> I figured yeah. you'd get to it. Uh, How's it going? I just had to look just, over at my other screen. <laughs> just uh, like a week before before like Christmas Day, uh, the the dudes in my computer shop came together and we we pulled the the good stuff out of the garbage. Uh, and I have <laughs> <laughs> I have four questions. <laughs> I have only fifty fifty percent more logical course in my processor and triple the ram <laughs> with which i did have uh and my in-laws triple? got me yeah i went from okay. 8 to 24 what, what, 24 what, what, 24 what? gigabytes uh, of ram no one yeah. has 24 that's illegal and i also got a really nice snowball you know blue snowball microphone Nice. So I, I sound mostly the same, but, <laughs> just, but it feels good, you know. Oh, maybe it's so you had, smooth. Though. Maybe you added three more RAM. If you went to twenty-seven RAM, you might be better. Twenty. I hear you better. RAM. Don't tempt me. I have a whole lot of garbage PCs at work. I can do it. Oh, you're killing me. Twenty-seven RAM. Can I lead the way? Can I lead the way? Yeah, take it away. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Trex, how was your holidays? Oh, um, you know, it's fine and everybody is okay here. Um, but I, I, I just, I have felt, I've never felt as stressed out about holidays as I did this time. And I don't really know why, because, you know, we only saw like my folks and, uh, my, uh, my, my wife's, uh, mom, um, which is, which is typical, uh, but for some reason, I just I felt so like kind of overrun by all of it. And they, they, you know, we we um, we ended up having a, a memorial for a, a another a somewhat distant family member uh, that isn't this isn't COVID related or anything like that. But um, that is one of the things that kind of added extra. You know, you just had to like had to drop everything. Um, and so that had caused a few other things to sort of like get backed up and, and just general work crap and things like that. And I work ended up kind of working through the weekend, um, actually recording jazz sax, which is kind of cool, but it, it does delete your whole weekend. And it does make me feel like I've been working for like two weeks straight. And that's odd, an odd feeling coming off of a holiday, feeling like you've been working the whole time, which is weird. So anyway, that's where I am. I'm, I'm, unplugging and turning on this game and um i don't know i'm gonna try to find some rare minerals i guess and try this mining business apparently i hear that it's wild apparently it's just crazy all right that's not the word i would use (laughs) and now for our very special guest with which i had uh, alluded to in the general chat earlier mr warsham how's your holidays been Okay, so I just unmuted my mic, and I got the I got the alarm that said that my mic battery was dying. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. I'll see you later, man. Yeah. Hold on, let me plug it in. Okay, it's in there, and it's just like boop, boop. Bang, bang. So, <laughs> I got that weather. 
This is an Time. old mic that I'm using, and uh, I don't use it very often. And uh, I say I don't use it very often, but I use, actually use it all the damn time. But I use it just the <laughs> just the audio side of it. I don't actually use it as an actual mic, just because it's a wireless headset. It's a headset. I freaking love it. Oh, I see. So so we don't get a chance to talk to you forever, and we get to hear about your microphone. Awesome. Yeah, dude. that's that's how it works. So, <laughs> dude, uh, he's dropping right is, back in where he left off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> first thing is hate. I got to talk to you about your RAM, man. How, <laughs> how, how is your, what is your setup on your RAM with, with that 24 gigs? I have two eight gig sticks that are uh, nine, 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 17, and then two four gig sticks that are the same speed. Okay. Rip the two, four out. You're, you're hurting yourself. You don't need that. Yeah. You're going to yeah. do all kinds of weird things to your channels. Yep. It, it hasn't done anything weird at all yet. You, you but won't it's not notice running it. as well as it could be. Exactly. You will actually get better performance out of 16 than you will out of 24 in that configuration. Guaranteed. Now, are you going to really be able to see it? Probably not. And the only time you would actually need just to base more memory is if you, I don't know, had like 16 Chrome tabs open with like Pornhub going, and then you were oh, trying to... Oh, he needs to, it then. He just just, oh, never mind. Leave him in. Leave him in. It's decided. Get that extra three back to 27. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, no, I, I, I asked uh, I had some time tonight, so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to see what the guy's been up to and decided to hop in, just see what you guys been up to, and that's about all I had planned. I'm going to play a little Elite and shoot people and try to get a little money because... I'm steadily going broke because I still have a fleet carrier and have not been participating in the game. So, mm -hmm. but don't get me wrong. I still have a year before I'm broke. So, or actually like 18 <laughs> months, but still. Right. Right. Anyway. Well, um, I do want to ask you guys about a couple of things. So one, you guys started off out a new, uh, distant screws. Distance screws too. Yeah. In fact, we could uh we could jump right over there if I can find my uh alt tab and not swing too far past my note sheet. Yeah, don't um, swing. Oh, of course I didn't even put that in the note sheet because that was just something I was gonna remember. <laughs> Distance screws two uh is starting um on the twelfth. Uh so so Tuesday from now, it's it's Thursday right now, Thursday the um the seventh. Uh, and uh yeah, we're we're taking off on Tuesday, uh, uh, Tuesday the twelfth. Um, it's planning on leaving from uh, Maury Port and Ross three ten, and I think the we're gonna we're gonna do a, a mass jump with Jello, uh, who is gonna be on by uh, nine p.m. Mountain. Is that what he said? I think. Yes, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's when we're all planning to jump. Um, the, the expedition, um, which I did feed to Bruce so that he could uh, announce it on their stream today, which he was kind enough to do. Um, there have been some interest uh, from the public and some people kind of filtering in through the forum and things like that. So the, the idea of this is we're going to go visit, visit uh, Evelyn star. This is the named neutron star that resides somewhat near Colonia. And um, uh, so the, the, the expedition takes off 
uh, on the 12th, and uh, there are several waypoints along the way. We'll plan to arrive on uh, at uh, Evelyn Star on February 24 from memory. Someone check me, please. 26. I hope I didn't get it right. 26. 26. Okay. February 26, um, which is uh, which is uh, uh, the anniversary of of um, uh, when uh, Evelyn uh, was was lost, and so we're going to arrive there on that day, and then um, as sort of a, a follow-on to the story that uh, Drew Wagar wrote, uh, kind of continue the expedition out from there. There's uh, a large number of weeks where there are no waypoints planned on the EDSM expedition. So we can just explore and go anywhere and then uh, be back in the bubble uh, in, in May. Uh, so it's got a little bit of a non-typical uh, EDSM expedition, but it is still on there and it will still uh, earn a badge. And um, we're hoping for lots of good participation. I think there are so last I heard, there were several carriers planned, so we may do a little discussion and figure out which carriers don't need to come because um, there's probably too many, but um, it plans to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. There's 78 participants signed up on EDSM so far. That's awesome. awesome. And we need some more PlayStation people, too. I'll put that out there because I think there's only yeah. a handful. Nah, PlayStation right. people don't matter. Yeah, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I'm, I'm planning on bringing my carrier. I don't care who else is bringing theirs other than I saw Dubs because I plan on blowing up Dubs at multiple faraway places. Yeah. Why don't you talk you about the try. gas cost? <laughs> I'm not worried about it. All right, That's big nice. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody said it's what, about a half a billion in tritium at, yeah, 11, at reasonable prices. Times. Just to do a round trip to all the checkpoints. Yeah. So, no, that's it's eleven thousand tons just to go to Colonia and back. Yeah. No. I'd worry. Don't you where you go from there. <clears throat> but yeah, because you know we did distant screws, and you know some of us have done that. You know that was a lot of people's first big expedition, and you know went to Beagle Point and everything with that. So this time I've never gone in an expedition with the carrier so i'm going to do like you know we had talked about when they were just talking about carriers you know flying it out 500 and exploring all around it then going another 500 exploring all around it you know just mm-hmm. go out and do it it should be fun and mining tritium the whole way <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna buy i'm gonna fill my f- carrier with tritium before i go going to make an attempt. I'm going to try to see if I can maintain my tritium reserves with mining. I might give up. I might not. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't feel like this being distant mining for me though. I want it to be actual are we, exploring. Uh, are we taking bets on giving up yet? <laughs> on <Doug's> giving up? <laughs> no bet. We're going to take bets on on someone uh uh, screwing up their ship and then whining about it when someone couldn't get there to save them in time. <laughs> no bet. And then blaming everybody but the person responsible. <laughs> on that. No bet. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that anyway that that's um, that's going on with the expedition. Yeah, we haven't talked about that in a few weeks, but it it's uh, it has crept up on us, especially with uh, skipping last week uh, on the podcast. So. Um, yeah, that's the story. What, what are your, uh, you, you 
you think you might uh, want to go on an expedition, Ty? Uh, I don't know. I'm considering parking my carrier on, or not my carrier. I'm considering parking a ship on uh, Dubs, not Dubs, uh, Chigs's uh, carrier. I cannot park wow. on Dubs. Here's the reason why. All right. So, so. I, I sometimes a girl, a little girl watches me play games <laughs> and then she says, Hey, what are where are anime titties? <laughs> you need to educate her. <laughs> so, so in order to avoid questions like that, I park on other ships. <laughs> the big cheese is easy to explain. Right. You see it's really big. Yeah. Yeah. And what's and the over under? Yeah. What, what's the over-under on how many weeks before me and or Crash need to be tranquilized because of being separated from the BGS? <laughs> well, I happen to know that at least one of you uh, has has planned to be playing uh, uh, an epic alt the entire time to maintain BGS anyway, so... You know, that's not me. So. <laughs> Y'all are crazy, yeah. man. I tell you what. <laughs> I, that's I, never been in doubt. <laughs> Sorry, I'm finding an anaconda over here. This is what I'm doing now. <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy and crazy about the BGS, you should have heard the uh, the maniacal laughter Nurgle and I were doing in the LSN <laughs> channel earlier. We were up yeah, to. Um, I can neither Noga. confirm nor deny that nefarious things were discussed. <laughs> Oh, we don't do nefarious things here. All, all well, friendly. That seems all like a good friendly. transition into uh, squadron talk. Enlighten uh, us, guys. We could, we could do that. Wait, wait. Do you want a sound effect? Wait. I, I would love a sound effect. Sound effect. Yes. Would... yes. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. Is it not working? All right. Was it yesterday or the day before when we secured the last asset in comma? That that would be yesterday. Yesterday we secured the last asset in comma, and we are no longer holding the chains back. <clears throat> we, are, we are free to expand as as often as we can from comma until we get back from which the expedition. Probably often, <laughs> which is I, probably yes. I imagine traffic is going to be driving us straight up the wall. Uh, yes, we uh. We've won several elections. That, that was one election. We won, I believe, another one. Uh, so we have two wars we're cooking in right now. Which, uh, if you want to shoot stuff, we have wars to fight. Uh, that's that's wars, what I'm for a change, because it's been a lot of elections lately. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, know, I know I've abducted a lot of political prisoners. So. <laughs> Wait, I thought we were rescuing them. Oh yeah, that's I'm right. confused. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're taking them out to the settlement that I founded uh, a while back. It's <laughs> called uh, Doug's Slave Yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Airlock. <laughs> I wonder if they used all the explosives that I left them after you cut them off. <laughs> that was the first thing they used. <laughs> uh, shortly after we leave for our expedition, uh, Ross three ten is going to expand. Plug Somewhere, <laughs> hopefully it goes where we're aiming, but we won't be here to do anything. We won't be here to do much. Mm. Some people will still be here. 
Yeah. Nurgle, it looks like you added something there. I, I did. We've we uh we've got new neighbors. Uh, a group called a squadron called Misfits of the Galaxy over in the WAN system, J U A N. Uh, had uh, a chance to talk with them the other day, and they're uh, new and seem like an interesting bunch of guys. What 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 platform do they play on? Mostly PC. I think they've got a couple of PS4 guys. Hmm. Excellent. See, PS4 doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, stupid. In in addition to out our new neighbors, we also have a ton of new commanders that have been joining the Discord, and I haven't been able. I, I haven't seen many of us here in the crew actually welcoming them. But welcome, Vilkoman, <laughs> Vilkoman yes. C. I I see them come in, and there's always somebody who beats me to welcoming people. And I've decided that that's okay. We have a vast community of very friendly, nice people. And I think it's really great that everybody feels like they can step up and say, hey, welcome to this channel. Because it, that, that tells me that like, these people feel like they belong here, that, that they can turn around and welcome someone else. Um, Sorry, I, I started off feeling like that was going to be a silly comment and it got very serious and like sentimental on me in the middle <laughs> yeah. of my own sentence. But I mean it. Like I, yeah. I, I hop in and I say, oh, look, somebody just joined. And I'm like, oh, hey, welcome. I start to type it. And then like two or three other people from the group have, have welcomed them while I was typing. And I'm, I'm like, I find myself it's thinking, good. oh, shoot, well, there it is, you know. It's good for folks to take their own initiative because that means less work that we have to do. <laughs> There, that's the sentiment I thought I was going to launch into. <laughs> there it is. So positive. We found it. So positive. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Where were we? I feel like I interrupted something. Uh, the squad update is now finished. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. Um, <laughs> you, you need to record that as a sounder that he just hits a button when he's done and he can just wreck sound <laughs> yes, every week update is now finished <laughs> followed by a crash yeah yeah wow move along there's nothing to see here yeah um move along move along <laughs> so Don't mind the um, giant purple star- corvette coming out of the sky star wars reference <laughs> oh, right <laughs> what is as you speak of uh, something uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for oh yeah <laughs> we can move along move along move along move along boy Ty do you like how I've ruined your show <laughs> this is how it usually goes these days <laughs> I don't think you ruined it. Hell, you kept it going. I was, uh, <laughs> I was so distraught. I was done with it. So, but I'm glad it. I'm glad it was not. I'm really glad it's not done. So, it warmed my heart a little bit. You so. just wish it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Uh, I mean, is that I from mean, Star Wars? That's from Star Wars. I think Ray said that. Oh, Ray! God damn. It. <laughs> See, you thought I couldn't bring you down in this moment. Oh, no, I'm done. Oh, here's a here's a a real downer. I just found a painite core. Oh, I got better places to be. Yeah, it was depressing enough at just painite. Yeah, I'm flying a cutter, so I really can't be brought any farther down. 
Um, okay, so if I if I am to look back at the notes, I it looks like um, the next thing that we have planned here um, is some in-game lore news and so on. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and open up uh, Galnet. Uh, gosh, all kinds of stuff has has happened since we last podcasted. Uh, most of which people, I assume, know. Um, <laughs> Lake on. Uh, I, I can't remember when. When did we last podcast? Did uh, did December uh, Lake on finish? Did Lake on finish uh, collapsing? Probably no. not. No, but oh. in the past couple of days, they've been bought out. This I'm very excited for. Yeah, but, this yeah. is interesting. All right. Well then, um, well, I'll tell you what then in that case, uh, let me, Oh shoot. I alt tabbed wrong. I, this, the, the podcast audience knows how bad I am at alt tabbing. Um, there's been a bunch of, there's been Thargoid stuff going on. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get, we'll get to the, the lake on business. There's, there's, there's Thargoid stuff going on. they, they went they went nuts. They did exactly what everybody thought. They thought, Ammonia Worlds, what is this business? This has got to be Thargoid-related. And sure enough, the Thargoids went nuts and started shooting things. Stations are on fire. There's lots of rescue missions to do. Uh, uh, Ida is, is on standby, I guess. I don't know if there's anything actually to repair yet. They are Probably, repairing right? stuff. They are currently repairing stuff. Uh, AXI and, and onward to the other... Um, Anti-Xeno groups are in full force, and things are things are difficult but progressing on the anti-Xeno front in both uh, Witchhead and uh, the Colsac sectors. Um, but in a, in amongst all this was the continued financial collapse of shipbuilder Lacon, and eventually they fired their board and gave up and and agreed to be purchased. Uh, by Core Dynamics. So, take it away. Who take it away? Whoever <laughs> wants to comment on this. <laughs> well, okay, my I'm comment is mostly. Sorry, Ty, you're the Corvette man. Why don't you no, go first? Go, go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the mine is mostly personal because uh, uh, I fly almost specifically Federation ships. In fact, I had a cutter till recently. Mm. You'll hate this comment, everyone who's ever listened to this, but. I sold it and bought a dropship. <laughs> Wait, how much did you sell it for that you could only afford a dropship? Oh, I could afford much more than that, but I just figured, like, I don't need this ugly imperial thing that everyone loves. I'm going to buy this ugly thing that only I will use. It turns out it is a, a big piece of crap. <laughs> Everything the internet said about the dropship is true. It's terrible. Uh, so you traded but, crap for crap? Got it. No, I traded something really good for crap, but oh. uh, at least that's how I'm going to role play it. But um, but the idea that there might be in two months, according to that Galnet post, maybe some new Federation ships? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. I can stop flying the dropship in my spare time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's the deal. Number one. So to me, this doesn't make a lot of sense from a lore point of view. So, so Lacon makes the type 10. It sells pretty well because uh, it's the primary big ship used against Thargoids, or at least lore wise. Anyway, 
not necessarily okay. for yeah. real, yeah, but lore wise. Um, uh, then they make the the chieftain, the uh, uh, challenger, and the whatever the other c word was. Um, <laughs> the c word, crusader. Crusader, <laughs> yeah. So, so they, they make these three ships, and you see these ships everywhere. How do they not have money awesome. to support themselves now? How does that make sense? Please, somebody, please explain that to me. Uh, they don't have military contracts, at, or they severely uh, hampered ones. But well, isn't I, it? Like I believe the, is the the true lore answer to that question. But it, aren't they like associated with the alliance in some fashion? Right. Who who have uh, extremely limited military spending compared to the Empire and the Federation? That's true. And, and and the Empire and the Federation have been upping their spending like crazy lately. So that's it's this is part of that storyline in a secret way. And, right. and even if they were doing well financially, I mean, the Federation is still going to attempt a hostile takeover to punch the uh, alliance in the gut. Even yeah. I mean, I mean, a well-off company can still be hostily taken over by another company with much more uh, revenue, you know, with mo- more right. money. Right. You know, you fire uh, board members and you get the new guys to say yes, and, well, it's going to happen. Right. Side note, aren't the Alliance ships, the, the Chieftain, the Crusader, and the Challenger, aren't those all or- open-source documentation that yes. any starport could technically just build new ships and then label them that and then sell them at regular price? Well, that's oh, actually I hadn't heard point. that. Yeah, hmm. I think you're right about that. I think we well, would have to do some deep digging into the lore to prove that or not, but I, I really feel like I had had at one point heard that. Uh, hmm. Well, what are some I mean, of the other? What are some of the other uh, ships that people keep going on about that you know? Hopefully, one day come with whatever expansion. Well, and who makes oh, those? The one that aren't in the game now. The one that always gets brought up is the Panther Clipper. That's a main. And is that made by a specific one of these specific companies, or might we see a a new company open up? It definitely fits the archetype that Lacon typically fills. Mm. It's a. It's mainly like a uh, transport hauler, right? I think the idea was that it was like a massive ship that you would launch. it was a mothership, right? Isn't yeah. that the way it worked out? Two, it was a mothership too, that you would so too big to dock. It had to be on also, one of right. smaller vessels. According to Lord Zorgon Peterson, manufactures the Panther Clipper. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I, I, I'm not sure which which way to tackle this. If I want to keep talking about lore, if I want to talk about like possible impacts to what's going to actually come in the game for, for one thing I've always kind of, as, as this has been going on, you know, I've seen chatter about like, Oh no, like my, my precious chieftain. Um, and I've never felt that the, the, there was any danger that ships would be removed from the game, whether it's the, the stupid, 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 stupid type seven or the great, great, great chieftain. None of this is going away. And they, they definitely said exactly as much, uh, earlier today, or was it yesterday? So perhaps the Federation is just going to make a better chieftain with a with a canopy that doesn't explode every time you hit the boost button. <laughs> I, does your Wishful canopy thinking. explode a lot? <laughs> I feel there's a story there. 
Because I made my my chieftain to go out uh, for interceptors, and uh, I'll tell you what, the, yeah, those yeah. Goss cannons warm up pretty good, and uh, that canopy goes pretty quick. <laughs> you melt your own glass. You know, the only yes. time I've ever lost the canopy in my chieftain was against an interceptor. Hmm. Well, then we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess um, I... Well, I mean that 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 was that was mostly my my comment. I I suppose was uh, n- none of these are going away. So I I don't see any reason for this story to exist from a what's happening to the game perspective, unless they're going to add a new ship. I, I see it sort of like you know when a company becomes a wholly owned subsidiary of another company, they don't stop to exist, and even their branding uh, usually stays the same, right? Uh, you know, there's uh, my my other background. I'm coming from like music and uh, uh, equipment manufacturing and stuff like that. Like we were just talking about uh, Gibson bought Mesa Boogie. Uh, Mesa Boogie isn't going to stop existing. They're still going to make guitar amps. Um, right. So I'm assuming this is like that. Like Lacon is still going to exist. It's just now got the financial backing of Core Dynamics and and is you know Core Dynamics I mean, is the beneficiary of their of their success. I mean, the same story goes along with the Eagle and the Imperial Eagle, doesn't it? Hmm. The fact that they still produce both, but one mm-hmm. was... I mean, I forget the well, entire lore of it, it, but I think that's the one history of, them, of it. You know, one of them was licensed out, and then the license was withdrawn, but they kept making it under another name. Right. Oh, they got all shady about it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, it would be foolish to think that we're going to get, like, majorly altered versions of of all these Alliance C-word ships <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the C-word Federation. See, I, I thought I, I already had my show title in 27 RAM, but now... Yeah, the C-word. <laughs> but, I mean, it is reasonable to think that, uh, you know, Odyssey comes out with a new ship and here's the story that leads into it. Well, I mean, are we mm-hmm. thinking like a hybrid between... The two companies, some of their ships kind of mashed, you know, some mashups kind of thing going on, or what? Ooh, well, which can, two ships would you use to make a baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, according baby. to Kai, they just need to kiss and then they make a baby. So, <laughs> make, you know, like a federal drop ship and put some engines out on it, like a chieftain. That would oh, be so one ugly federal child. Chieftain? Yeah. Just a vulture the size of a Type 9. <laughs> How about a Type Nine the size of a vulture? Uh, that's not going to work. I'm thinking like okay. class seven hard points. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 go with this then. Um, I've I have often wondered what's you know what's missing in the lineup. I feel like a medium vulture type ship, like a, a federal medium ship that is like a in between a vulture and a corvette because i really don't feel like the the assault you don't think ships the, and you don't think the assault ship fills that gap uh i think i think there's there's troubles with it i i i have felt like the vulture's awesome and the corvette's awesome and all the in between things i mean these i'm talking about different company different manufacturers i guess so i'm, I'm right. sort of splitting things but but if you're going to fill like a spot that i think doesn't exist there isn't something that i think honestly the chieftain is the thing that that becomes the most natural step up from a vulture um, i suppose but, what you're saying is that like uh, i i suppose the federation could use a 
a, a, a mid-sized ship that isn't a whole tank. That's where they lack. Mm, okay, yeah, that's that's one way we're putting it. And I'm I'm thinking back to long ago discussions, um, and and probably it was Ty that suggested that we're we're missing a um, an, an exploration explorer. dedicated large ship. Yeah, you were about to say it, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So 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 we're missing a large exploration ship. We're also missing. Uh, uh, Okay, so back up a second. So Core Dynamics owns, at this point, owns the company that makes the uh, SRV. It also the, owns right. the company that makes the SCIF. And now it's the company that owns Lacon. Is it not a stretch to think that this is how they're going to key us into some sort of like multifaceted uh, car with all the other stuff that they that was been going on? You rewind the clock to back when we... They had the mm. uh, uh, position open for someone to make AI for for ground based vehicles. Mm. Um, we've the the when when they were asked about are we going to get more than uh, than the SRV or are we going to get more SRVs in in Odyssey? They said we're not ready to discuss that yet. Versus right. other stuff, they said we'll have to talk to the devs about it. Which that's almost saying yes, but right. we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> yeah, so, that is what. Yeah, um, and and it's. So Core Dynamics now owns the ground vehicles in the game. So mm. it's not a stretch to think for them to say, okay, well, we're now, Lacon's going to be our our public side. The other part of this is that they could also be using Lacon to make the Federation, the federal ships, public without having to have rank. Because mm. they can say, well, here's a public version of the of the. Uh, 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 da, 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 the the assault ship. Here's a public so version the, of the gunship. So this is like Imperial Eagle versus regular Eagle. They would just regular assault ship. <laughs> they would take the Federal off of some of these and make different, you know, graphically different versions or something. Something, yeah. I mean, they they could they could mm-hmm. I don't know maybe make a bigger cockpit or something and say it's a it's a explorer assault <laughs> ship. Lacon cockpit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they, give, they give it a good view, and actually, I, I never really minded the the cockpits in the federal ships, but um, nobody. They're actually pretty cool. A cockpit. Yeah. So, I'm um, um, also believe that they make that they uh, Core Dynamics also owns the company that makes uh, some of the guns. Uh, I had to look it up. So, Vodal is oh, really? the company that makes the ground vehicles. The Scarab, the SRV, and the uh, Skimmer. So, okay. Yeah, Vodal. And um, I had to go look it up. So uh, they also make fighters, you know, the the F-63 Condor. Yep. And uh, they make all three of the Skimmers, the Sentry, the Guardian, and the Goliath. There's three skimmers. I had to go. Actually, I had to go look it up. So I'm cheating here. So. And it does seem likely that we'll be seeing a little more of them if we're going to be spending more time on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other part of this is that let's not re- let's not forget, uh, Core Dynamics makes the the battle cruiser, the Farragut, and yeah. it's not a stretch to think for them to go. Okay, we are going to make a uh, a, f- a larger fleet carrier. That'll be public released. Public released. We are going to make a exploration fleet carrier because 
I don't know what that looks like, but they could in, uh, put that into the game to where they could put outposts uh, further out without having to build a full-blown outpost that they could move around each week or something. This Mobile outpost? Yeah, speculation, of course. But, hmm. yeah. Fleet carriers are already bigger than most outposts anyway, so... Well, I mean, outpost is not necessarily the right term, but you get the idea. So, yeah. Well, actually, if you're saying exploration fleet carrier, you know, maybe then the trick would actually be that it's too big. Maybe it would be able to move further and faster and with less upkeep cost and less fuel cost if it was smaller. Right. I mean, that's that's probably the better way to put it, but yeah. And it would have less storage or something or fewer features, but it would be a different thing. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't Um, buy one? Based on that, want that. <laughs> you don't think I'm selling it very well, huh? <laughs> no, I'm saying I would, I, I would obviously oh, okay. trade in what I have for that for lower fuel costs and higher jump ranges and all that stuff. Hmm, okay, but I was kidding. Could, what if you couldn't <laughs> sell your data at it, you know, or what if I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Well, they, uh, if you couldn't sell your data, that would be a pretty poor exploration. Yeah. Uh, Carrier, or right? what if what if you could uh, FSS scan from it? Yeah. You jump into a system and then you can do your scanning from your carrier instead of having to launch a ship to do it. Or it had uh, yeah, it had some kind of scanning benefit. Yeah, that yeah. would be pretty rad. Where you hmm. do your exploring yeah, storage and, from your carrier. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you so couldn't is, have a shipyard on it because it's too small. Yeah. Hmm. So Personal these only. are some of the features that I I sort of think about when I imagine um, this theoretical like uh, large class exploration ship right is it has some kind of inbuilt um, scanning capability or something I mean it can't it, it, it could be just jump range I guess I shouldn't say it can't be just just jump range that are we talking but, about a starship or a fleet carrier here I'm talking about In a between. starship. Like a, I'm, I'm kind of. I mean, I uh, sure. I mean, whatever. I, I was kind of going back personally to the idea that, like, a large exploration, right? Maybe with sort of more funding, right? Where like Lacon is going to be like, okay, like here's the new ship we're going to come out with, and it's it has this feature that makes it a killer explorer. For you know, it makes it this uh, better than the Anaconda for whatever reason. At, well, at exploring. I, one thing that you could do is um, just some weird landing gear configuration where you don't need a giant flat spot in order oh, to land it because right. that's oh, a big wow. problem with a large yeah. ship landing. I had never thought of that for some reason. That's brilliant. That's a great idea. Yeah, you know, just something along those lines. You can land, you know, whether the ground's tilted or, you know, it, it telescopes farther out so you can sit on mm-hmm. you know, rockier terrain, just anything like that to just yeah. make Full that landing easier. But, which, why they don't have that already, I don't know. <clears throat> like a special <laughs> SRV bay that can launch your SRV while hovering like it can. Yep. It, you know? We're leaning very yeah. close to Panther Clipper right now, aren't we? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, back just- right before carriers were released, I remember we were all talking about this. I don't think it was on the show. But, you know, I, I had brought up the, the point then that rather than having a big carrier that does everything, I would like to see a few smaller versions like tenders that would have one or two pads and would be specialized for exploration or mining and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your limited function, uh, many tenders. So, I mean, you know, that's always a possibility too. 
Yeah. I even like the, I mean, dropship kind of ideas come up before, but a, a hybrid uh, fighter slash SRV that can fly, you know, farther distances, but they can Ooh. land and do stuff on the ground and stuff. So I don't know, just different ideas. Yeah. That's it's sci-fi. Wild. Entertain us. <laughs> Give us options. <laughs> Um, so sort of the other side of it from besides just the practical like what could happen for ships is um, again kind of circling back to the lore aspect of it there's also this business going on with uh, the election in the alliance so um, the other thing that has transpired recently is apparently every six years the alliance holds an election for prime minister so that's that's on going off on schedule and with the possibility that um holy cow I'm forgetting his name but Bob, then Mahan. Mahan. Bob Barker it's Edmund <laughs> Mahan that the possibility that Bob Barker could be ousted as alliance prime minister and replaced by somebody would Drew mean, Carey would mean that Drew Carey could be our next uh, power play leader and I wonder I would like to go around the panel now and and have everybody. What is your what is your vote for what uh, Drew Carey's power play module will be? Um, I think Chig should have to go first because this is his fault. (laughs) Um, um, What was the the villain on the Drew Carey show back in the day? Mimi, Mimi. So some crazy face paint looking thing. Oh wait! So it's a gun. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. It's a gun that can change the paint job on an enemy ship. I like it. This is a whole new realm of ganking that you're the Mimi Cannon. When I think of me, that was a paint round. That little demon clown guy from Spawn. The movie, yes, yeah. Uh, wasn't he just called the clown? Was this that? I, I can't find it. I'm just clown. I, think. I thought he was yeah. just called the demon. No, I think he was clown. Uh, John Leguizamo <laughs> played him in the in the movie on his knees. What? It's wild. I, had no uh, idea. I think the new power yeah. play module will be a weapon for when you're walking around on the ground. Oh Ooh. shoot. That yeah, probably should have thought of that, huh? But we 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 had to let hate do it. Well, the the Mimi gun can change somebody's <laughs> face, you know, put a mask over their their face visor thing. Uh <laughs> it blinds them, right? Well, it just makes them ugly. Can shoot through cover. <laughs> can no. shoot through cover. Oh, that's the terrible. New, the new power play module will be a Special ground attack SRV. Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right. Carries yeah. multiple commanders. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an APC. Yeah. But the real question yeah. is: Are they going to make any changes to power players? It's still going to be this stupid no. wait four weeks to get modules. Bullshit. They they, they have said previously no. that they are working on a better system. They, they've said that yeah. they will look at that in the future. Their yeah. Odyssey was going to be out like a year ago, so I don't. Yeah, did you guys did you guys <laughs> see in the AMA where they said that uh, when they asked about power play, they said that we have nothing to to talk about at this time. Instead of saying we'll ask the devs or we have plans in the future, they said we have nothing to talk about at this time. So I kind of feel like there's yeah. power play just power play changes coming in or around. Uh, odyssey but that's just a guess so yeah but that could just be adding you're more optimistic than i am 
I, I kind I kind of agree. Like I feel like their language has been tilting <clears throat> in the direction of this is something that's on the list, but they haven't really they haven't looked at it yet, kind of thing. Like they don't know what the plan is, right. but something is going to happen. At least at least the act of looking at it is happening. That's right. the impression I got anyway. I don't agreed. Not inside their brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um is that did I did I murder did I assassinate that conversation? Well I don't know. My question was, you know, with the power play is you know, people bitch about how these modules are already tied to a power. Are they really going to add more power play modules? Really? People I, bitch about that? I don't know. I, the, I yes. Uh, quite a not bit. Not me, but yes. Oh, it's not that big a deal, uh, is it? Well, well if, uh, if you actually play power play, it kind of is, because you have people just coming to get their modules that are fucking with your power oh, play. Oh, yeah. right. Hmm. The, the, I think, and, and you have modules like the, like the shield generator, which, you know, people... Almost certainly go get one very quickly, and then you yeah. have like the like the grob bonds that like nobody gets, you know. So and by the way, they should they should get prismatic shields, right? Yeah. But I think that there should be a different way to to get them. I don't think they should be tied to powerful. I've, I've been saying that for as long as I've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, mm. That that they should really separate the two. So yeah, without the modules, I would have never touched power play ever. Well, Leon or maybe moved. the modules that are presented should have been more inconsequential, like yeah. lancing whatever whatever those lancing the mining are. lance mining lances. Yeah, yeah. that's well, I, that's my last power play module. I get it next Thursday. It's it's a cute bonus, but it's not gonna you know send the power play into a you know tailspin. Right. And, and to be clear, all of this we're talking about with, you know, the elections and possibly new power play models. But this is all just fantasy because it's not going to happen, at least not anytime soon. You don't you don't think a new power play module comes out of this? I I, I have no. trouble imagining the scenario where they they make the story go all the way through the election and it doesn't involve, you know, uh, his, Mahan's opponent becoming. Important for some reason. Nakato Kane, you're you're assuming that Mahan one. loses. No, not necessarily. I'm oh. assuming that his opponent becomes important somehow. Like I'm not saying oh. that Mahan has to lose for that to happen. Uh, I think that would be interesting. I just don't have a lot of hope that that's actually where this is headed. Also, not a stretch to think that we wouldn't just get a a whole other new power play person. I mean, they've done that before, so. Yeah, right. But I'm not holding my breath for that either. I'm not either. To be honest with you, and, and as I feel far like as that's like, what everybody's assuming, whether it happens or not. I mean, as far as like him going what? a different route, like crime bosses or something, with us being in stations and stuff, you know, crime syndicates, and that would be like a new, you know, darker power play kind of thing. You could that would be interesting mess around with. Mm-hmm. That would fit in a little bit better with the uh, with the EDRPG a little bit too, and with on foot too. So, oh, hmm. it does seem like it should have something to do with on foot. Like any any theory that ties in with, and this would work with our newfound aspect of the game. Uh, I 
yeah, that that puts it high on my list of uh, poss- of uh, definitely possible. Kind of thing. The, big, the biggest thing there you have to remember is that they're also trying to sell this expansion because they're they want to make money off of it. So to to make things that would tie better in with that just makes a lot more sense. So. Right, adding additions to the game that have nothing to do with the major thing that has changed about the game, uh, less interesting. I always just think about new players joining this game. It's already so complicated, and they're tacking on basically an entire new game on top of it. This game is just, the complexity is just getting, you know, that learning curve is just going up. Well, that's kind of why I thought a new power play leader hardly matters. That's actually not a big deal, because like... What's, I mean, how many are there right now? Like, what's one more? Yeah. Right. You know, if there's 12 and there becomes 13, that doesn't change the learning curve for a new player, does it? There's just, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm making assumptions, but no, I, I, I I don't, I, I don't really think that it, I, I agree that it's most likely to have a new power play leader if it has something to do with on foot. I, I was really like wild speculation and just going, I don't know, I have no idea. Until and honestly, adding another power play in the current thing, they could double the number of power play leaders. It doesn't increase the complexity because you already know how to do power play. You know, once you learn it, it doesn't matter if there's one or there's a mm-hmm. hundred. All it does is adds more grinding. It doesn't add any complexity. Sure, sure. What if- what if they just took it out? Like they took Ooh. out that component. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a big believer of power play is one of, is one of the most broken systems in the game. Yeah. And yes. it's been broken for a while. And I really feel like it's one, it's a, it's something that require minimal effort to tweak and fix because it's just numbers. All they really got to do is just fix numbers. Every time they try to fix just numbers, shit gets crazy. Well, but you can't see what I'm driving at though. Is that, yeah. is that yeah. they, you know, uh, Effectively, you just turn the knobs, and then shit gets fixed. Yeah, because but they try to paste, change the price of something, and Jesus, all kinds of stuff. If they remove an entire game loop, I don't know what that would do to the game. I, I, I don't, I don't know either. But I also know that right now, in the state the power play is, I, and and you know, I haven't really played in a while. But if it's in the same state it's been in for you know five years or however long the damn thing's been in the game, it's it's kind of broke. And the majority of people that I know that play power play are all pretty much saying, yeah, it's kind of broke because you have to do these things. And, you know, the, the modules are tied to it, which is a great big thing. You know, it's, it's not a big deal for like casual players or people who don't really pay power, play power play, but for the people who are really focused on it and that's like their thing. And like, you know, they're all behind Ashling Duvall. Is that yeah. her name? Yeah. yeah and, and and all of a sudden, you know, once a week, you know, once a month, you get this huge boost, and then, you know, you get all these six, all these points or whatever that you can spend, and then the next month, you spend the next three weeks working your ass off trying to get back a bit, trying to maintain what you got that you didn't didn't even really try to get. And I I, can I see really hadn't ever considered it from the perspective of a power play player because yeah. I've only ever done it for modules, so exactly. that's interesting. And, and here's the thing: like I would say, probably seventy eighty percent of the player base just does it for the modules. I doubt very seriously there's that many players who are like, I'm pledged to this person and will stay pledged to this person because that's who I'm dedicated to. I've but, never met one. I, oh, they're out there. Yeah, they're there's out just there. just not a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Um, but and so I, I don't think it's a stretch for them to take that component out of the game. I really don't. 
because I feel like it's a broken system. Yeah, but you're the same guy who said they should just <clears throat> take CQC out of the game. So, you know, well, <laughs> and then they fix it. I'm all for integration. Okay, but as much as you can say, like they should, they should take it out of the game because the people who really care about it are inconvenienced by what's wrong with it. Those people are still playing it, though. So if you took it out of the game, they would be that would be the only thing worse than what they have now, well, right? What I'm curious though, is I, see, I see what you're driving at, but what I'm curious though, would that like if they made it to where power play was gone tomorrow, does that mean these people are going to be like, well, I got no reason to play now? No, because behind that power play is a, is a player faction that they've been playing anyway. So. Because there's, there's kind of two levels to it, and and I guarantee you they would just focus more on their faction. They wouldn't lose nothing, and they wouldn't have this really weird thing that's out there that is kind of hard to fix, but then it's also not really hard to fix because they're making it more difficult than what it should be. I always stand by I don't want them to ever take anything out of the game. I mean, even if just one player is playing it because it's so freaking broke, and if, yeah. as long as somebody's having fun in it and it's already in the game, as long as it's not breaking anything else, I don't like the idea of taking anything out. See, I, I think it does break other things. And the reason why I think it breaks other things is because the people who are really focused on power play, that affects people who are really focused on the uh, the BGS and their and their player faction. Because the two are linked, but they're not exclusive. So Yeah, but they don't play well together. That adds an element to it though, you know, because you gotta kinda take that into account. Like the some of the traffic we deal with with some of our systems, we know it's because of power play and it, right. it it keeps, you know, <clears throat> instead of, you know, direct player factions we might be dealing with, all of a sudden we're dealing with other players that are playing something else in the game, and it just makes the galaxy feel more alive instead of static. And, and it's a way that we can kind of feel like we're interacting with these big people that you see in the in the Galnet articles, too. It would also be kind sure. of cool to where... They went the other way. They made it to where the things you did had more of an impact. And off the top of my head, I don't know what that is, but maybe you shut down well, stations or stuff or something, you know? Or is it possible to integrate it with BGS? That's well, it already kind of did a half measure like they do everything else in this game. So Ooh, burn. they have to, I know, they have to go and. <laughs> Then do it for Just remove the Corvette from the game because it's too good. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's oh. easier. <laughs> can I still kick people? I think I can still kick people. Let me uh, see. Oh, you still own the server, brother. Oh boy! <laughs> what did I do? I can do a lot, but I can't adjust anyone's privileges above my own. <laughs> um, okay, so in all seriousness, though, like um, removing. We're going to talk about power play. I mean, you made a good point. Separating the modules. Yeah, yeah, because it would eliminate any reason for anybody who's not interested in playing that in getting involved at all. And if you were strictly a power play player, then, you know, sky's the limit. Still boring, but you could play it. <laughs> it, it I don't know. It, 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 I think it would fix a lot of problems. I don't think it would fix everything, though. And I think I think the second step is you have to. I don't know how you do it. But I think you're gonna have to separate player faction and power play. I think they need to be two separate things. Um, hmm. Or aren't or, they? They are. Uh, they are two separate things. But they interact but so much. Exactly. They, they, they occupy interact the same so space, but 
I have, don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it either. It doesn't bother me. But as a power play player, I know that there's a lot of complaints based around that. So hmm. I think it was uh, 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 the other podcast. What's their name? I can't think of it right now. Live Radio? Live Radio. Live Radio about two years ago met with all met with representative of all the great big power play factions. Like the like there's groups that play like all the power plays and they like focus that's on their that. thing. Like that's their thing. And they had, right. had a great big panel of them on there. And there were two big things that they wanted to change. Number one um, was the separation of the modules. Number two was either Megator or Power Play can only be affected in open and you had yeah. to play it in open or two make it to where um, uh, player faction and uh, power play were separated, and there was a lot of th- reasons behind that because you end up with a bunch of different uh, player factions that are affecting a bunch of different things that have nothing to do with power play. And I completely get it, and I didn't understand it until I listened to that podcast. It was a very good episode, and I'm not trying to do the whole name drop thing or anything like that because I have other issues with them right now. But that's a different story. So, uh, well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, this is a topic that I don't, I'm not versed in, right. That what, like, what's, what's the the point of what these people actually want to get out of power play and, and what screws it up. The, the argument about like open only um, comes around a lot and has vehement op- opposition as, as well as support. Um and the thing is, like, I I would offer an opinion, except that I don't really play power play, so I probably shouldn't care that much. Um, and and people do get upset about about the idea that they'd be <laughs> they would be forced into open. So um, wild. Yeah, the open versus. So uh, BGS and power play should only well, at least if you're an open, should count more there should be some kind of penalty because the fact that you can just yeah yeah, the fact that you can just be solo and just tank somebody's bgs or power play stuff and there's nothing they can do about it they uh, that drives me nuts yes so that's interesting nurgle because i feel like i've heard you arguing a lot that or or it, it has been my impression that um you definitely did not want to have to engage in PVP for any reason. I, I, if you didn't I want do, to, well, my position always has been and will remain that PVP should always be a consensual. That you should always be the only person who dictates whether or not you participate in PVP. That being said, BGS, power play, conflict zones. Anarchy systems, it's perfectly fine in my mind for those to be designated PVP, PVP zones. You know ahead of time that if you're going to participate in this activity, mm. you're opening yourself up to PVP. And I'm absolutely fine with that because then it's still the player's choice. And like that if, counts you know, as signing up. Yeah, that, that's you're, you're opting in. And then if you know somebody like me who, you know, on the night when we're doing the podcast, I'm in a closed group because I'm not watching my screen most of the time. I don't want to be ganked while I'm, you know, mining an asteroid or something. I still have the option to do that. Or if I come home from work and I just want to go mine an asteroid, I have the option to do it in, a, in private and not have to deal with other players. But if I want to do BGS or power play or 
join a bunch of the squadron in a conflict zone, that's open world. And there are other players mm-hmm. there, and it is what it is. I'm perfectly fine with that. It does take some of the dangerous out of Elite Dangerous, though. That's I think that's their argument, isn't it? It's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a... It's it's. I mean, we're getting really down uh, the rabbit hole here, and I don't mean to, but it's 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 a pretty good uh, argument to say that um, you know a, a big you know if you uh, if you if you rewind back all the way back to the original beta, there was going to be no, <clears throat> no nothing but open. That was the only right. option. And then at some point, they added a solo offline option, and they took off the offline option. And it's just a solo only, and uh, and then at some point they added in groups and there was some talk there for a little bit of them making it to where power play had its own group. Like if you wanted to do anything in power play, you had to go into the group, which was going to be full blown PVP, whatever you wanted to do kind of thing. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's kind of going the other way. So, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is that, um, I mean, you can play this game without ever bumping into everybody, but, there's so many choke points, you know, whether it's the, uh, some sort of triple hot spot or Shinrata Desra, you know, mm-hmm. you can play the game without going to those. It just makes it slightly more difficult. Yeah. And I wow. like the idea of hot spots like that, you know, these places yeah. that are genuinely dangerous. Cause then, you know, as Nurgle, you know, likes to say, you know, places where, you know there's danger. You can avoid it if you choose not to go there. But if you yeah. choose to go there, you need to know that it's dangerous. The fact that you can... You know, I, I don't know. Areas it's like Desiat, yeah, Desia, though, yeah. that drives me nuts because you know the engineers are the biggest just trap in this game because you're usually going there to engineer a ship and you got people in fully engineer ships waiting to kill you. It's just... It's just nasty. So I understand why people go hanging fruit is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I get a thrill doing it now, but I've played so much and have so many hours that, you know, I, I, I find that fun, but I know why, you know, it's just getting murdered and you have no chance, especially if you're newer at the game, you, they might not even realize that the hollow, you know, triangle is another player you know they just right. you know they, some people are so new at that first engineer or second engineer that you know they don't even realize what's happening to them so that, that i wish that there was well adding you know actually high security meaning something would be the only way to really fix that i guess you know, yeah i had an interesting interaction the other night where i was doing bgs combat and what i forget the name of the system but um, I ran into some guy who just happened to be fighting for the other side, and we uh, had a go at it. Yeah, and he he eventually tapped out, and I politely let him go. And then because I was kind of spent, I basically followed him back to the station and reloaded. And I noticed he got in his cutter, and I said, "All right, man, let's do it." And then we went out, and for an hour, threw down, and he eventually <laughs> tapped out again. And you know, we got each other's uh, info and. It was a really weird experience because he he said it was his home station or his home system, and he was wondering why there was wars all the time. It's because four player factions had are going <laughs> to war in. at all times uh, in his home station. I was like, well, 
I got a spot for you if you want to get in on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Some but of the funnest I, times I've had in this game are running into random people in conflict zones. It just doesn't happen often enough. It's just right, so right. few and far between. But when all of a sudden you see it, that hollow square on the other side of a conflict zone, it's like, ooh, that's a real player. You get a real thrill out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I suppose it yeah. doesn't fly in the face of either one of your theories because I did go into a combat zone and run into another person. So yeah. I should have been okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds Enjoy. like you were okay with it. Well, I was okay because I, I won. I'm trying to. So what you have to do, you have to kind of flip the, you have to kind of flip the script a little bit. You got to think about it from his point of view. Was he having a fun night that night? I well, mean, he was having a fun night and we were very cordial. Uh, but he did open fire first, so because I I figure I don't know I'm just yeah. a nice person I suppose. Assumption of risk. So I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm about to have to I'm right about, about to have to get out of here, but I'm going to tell the story real quick. So I remember back when we were fighting the war for uh for Ross 310 when we first got it, and I'm in the combat zone by myself, and I'm sitting there, and here in a minute I see an, an empty square. I'm like, all right, and here in a, minute, a few minutes later I see an empty triangle, and I'm like all right, let's go. So I waited and then he fired on me and then I just destroyed him. He was in a, I believe an assault ship, which it felt the way I destroyed it. It felt unengineered. I'm not trying to uh-huh. stroke my ego or nothing here. Don't misunderstand me. So, <laughs> but you know, we went around two or three times and he kept coming back and I kept clearing out the combat zones. And then coming to find out he was in like a, like a faction or something that uh, Ross 310 was their home. And well, I think we cleared we, uh, somebody out. Well, I, I think we ended up getting them, getting them in uh, the the uh, group. I turning them. Haven't, <laughs> I haven't run into them since I first talked to them. Okay, so they just left then. Okay, yeah, <laughs> they quit. Ran, ran them hell out. Got it. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you know, for a while there, they were like they were actually you know considering fighting us in the in the war, and they quickly learned that you're not going to beat us. You know, we we have a, we have the overwhelming numbers, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was kind of interesting, to be honest with you. But I think I, I often wonder, you know, did I ruin his night? Did I ruin? Did I make it to where he had a bad night because of me just completely decimating his ship? You know, and I, I don't know. Right. I, I'm 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 a big believer that if you're going to PvP, it should be something that you click on and you choose. And I don't know what the other, I don't. I just find that the interdiction when you're the kind of ass that hangs around a triple hotspot, you know, everybody's in their type nines or whatever. Like, whoops, you know, yeah. is there yeah. any thrill in that? Not for me. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, yeah. And I yeah. gave advice to a newer player, uh, resize. I don't go in solo at all unless basically that if i'm in some sort of triple hot spot and uh i don't want to waste three hours of my time right or you're in you know the the community goal systems become these choke points right and and i will try desperately to to do that in in open and like when there's been a cargo one i i run it in open um and then kind of i let the the first time somebody actually gets me and blows me up. And then it's like, okay, I guess I've done the thing. Now I'll go into my private group or whatever and sort of finish out what I wanted to do here, but I've done it. Um, and, and, or when they've been 
combat ones and they're related to conflict zones, I couldn't stay in open because I couldn't get the conflict zones to respawn. The, the players wouldn't leave. And mm. I, I don't know if that was a tactic to sort of intentionally hold it open or not, but it well, was like... Well, you don't like have to I, bounce I, out and fly to the same one. You just go to a... Yeah, one of them that, that was that was actually bounty hunting, but the, the only thing we had was installation scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, a couple months ago or whatever. Um, that one was got tough, um, and right. I was I ended up having to go into to um, private groups sometimes, not because I was getting PvP'd, but because I couldn't get the instances to to work correctly because it was like complicating it with players coming in and out all the time. That was the yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say is that uh, sometimes those community goals cause our servers to have a meltdown. Yeah. Well, the game has instancing issues. I mean, the game has some serious instancing issues. We've all experienced them. Yeah, that that's (laughs) my biggest hope. Wait, what? (laughs) This is news to me. (laughs) (laughs) On On PlayStation, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we were running a a, like a big Thargoid hunting party last night, and for whatever reason, one of us would always be kicked out at random with, I mean, the most random error codes that I've not even seen. You got the purple python and the blue cobra and the orange sidewinder. I was like, geez, Louise, we kept trading (laughs) off. Oh, we know about orange Sounds like a breakfast cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Anyway, it's a great game. (laughs) <laughs> it's a fabulous game and everyone should play it exactly. <laughs> I feel I just need to throw in a little positive reinforcement in the middle of all the well yeah. you, got the, you got the negative you got the negative nanny and I'm the negative nanny that's, well every that's the funny thing is every one of us has some sort of complaint and you know once you open that's the window that's true have yeah. at it but uh, I mean I love it yeah in spite of it all yeah, yeah but they absolutely. need to get it fixed if they li- really think that Odyssey is going to have, you know, ships flying air cover for SRVs and people on foot. They need to fix the instancing. Mm. I'm I'm just I'm so hopeful that they have. And I yeah. I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I'm so <laughs> hopeful that they have. I, I was going to say Ty, have you been following the the news on, on all this like having not talked to you on a regular basis anymore? Um have you have you been keeping up with things related to Odyssey and stuff? Man, with everything that happened in uh why I bailed out for a little while there, I I uh I completely disconnected from Elite for yeah. up, up until basically about two weeks ago. And uh I'm still not completely reconnected, but I'm trying to c- catch up. But yeah, I didn't read news, I didn't read anything. Uh, I removed it off my Steam wish list. I didn't do anything. I had no desire to log in. I think I logged in a couple times to, I don't know, like approve somebody in the clan or something like that because it was something. I didn't. I didn't get on yeah. Discord. Nothing. Um. So anyway. Well, the related to sort of like talking about instancing and stuff like that. The the announcement has been, and now they've repeated it a few times because for some reason people keep asking the same questions in the AMA. So that's interesting that they're even answering those still. But um, yeah, they've said several times that you know the the situation is still going to remain the same as far as how the game is organized. It is a sort of a um, 
P2P networking situation with a server that's that maintains the galaxy in the background. Um, so, you know, there hasn't been any direct comment about like, but we're fixing things. Um, it just just comments that that like the the experience will remain seamless, so it's not going to like change to a server side function or yeah. something to that effect. They, so, go ahead. They can't change that architecture. I mean, that's that's baked into the core of the game, right? So this kind of is falling. You're right. It's falling to this idea of like a code base refresh and with that effect instancing. And um, I don't think they've like explicitly said we're not paying attention to that. I mean, they're focusing so much on this like uh, kind of vertical sphere of combat business, you know, uh, uh, SRV shipping on foot all, all in the same instance. And it it would be such a horrible shame for it to not work better than it works now because it, it, it does seem like it's necessary, right? It, how could the game even oh, yeah. function if you're going to add this la- layer of granularity of being able to zoom in and, you know, look at somebody's hand kind of thing um, and not have kind of a better networking situation. I'm thinking back to when we had we played the SRV ball and how weird the with everybody's computer fighting over who was in charge of where the orb was at any given time. And it's like jumping around at like uh, one frame per two seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. We, we need a, we need a, a more, uh, a finer detail in positioning of objects in order to be able to move around on foot and shoot at one another. So it has to be that, that it's being improved, even if it's remaining P to P right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think right. I I'm a big believer that they're probably going to change because there's a couple of easy fixes they can do just off the top of my head from a from an IT point of view. Uh, like if you lower the number of people that can be inside the instance, you're by default going to get better performance out of the instance itself. So I could see them doing something like that, and that's very little overhead. That's actually relieving the overhead on their end, so it would actually help them out a little bit. Uh, I believe that did we did we not read that there was a max people per instance at some point when it like 64 people or something like that i don't I oh, i'd be surprised it if it's high. that big yeah I, I yeah but we yeah. have a hard time getting four i know so i know well um on another side note here i'm about to have to step out so i appreciate you. uh number one i want to thank you guys for keeping this going um I really thought when I stepped away from it, it was just going to be the end of it. So I'm, I'm completely amazed you guys kept it going. And I want to thank, thank you guys for that very much. Um, and the second of thing course. is, is, is uh, I'm probably going to be jumping in and out a little bit. I'm still not ready to be 100% back yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. So, uh, all right. So, but, uh, anyway. Well, as, I will, as I tell all these clowns, uh, turn up on podcast night if you want to. that's kind of how I would like it to be I'd like it to be a a low-ish pressure thing and that way um, I have have this dream where we can all just like turn up on a Thursday and whoever's here will record a podcast and uh, so far that's been working out okay so um, you know consider that the way it is if you're asking me he berates us if we don't show up (laughs) (laughs) yeah he sends me hateful text messages. 
<laughs> the floggings will continue until morale improves. You guys are really, uh, you're all together on this, huh? Like I'm a very, very bad person. You <laughs> beat us. If you're watching on the premium subscriber live stream, you'll see us blinking in Morse code. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for, for hanging out. It was really fun to have you on the show again. And I won't lie and say that um, people ask if uh, people ask um, if and when you're coming back on the regular. So, you know, consider this, uh, you know, any, anytime you want to. I appreciate please. that, man. I, appreciate I, I shouldn't be the one having to give you that permission. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. yeah, anytime you want to come back, throw me off the show and take my Regular spot, you got it. Yeah. And this is how Chig became the main host. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Ty. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later on. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. yeah. See you later. I know. That was a nice treat. And like yeah. that, he was gone. <laughs> we're so sad. As if he was a dream <laughs> the whole time. Um, you know, uh, there was, there's, room in the show for some chig chat. There was a couple of other things I was going to mention. Um, opinions, everybody, what do you want to tackle? Um, I'll quickly add in something uh, for the terrible, awful PlayStation people as I established <laughs> where all the, the crap. For the monsters, yep, go on. Yeah, uh, so there's been a lot of new additions to the PlayStation squadron, which is great, but they're all fairly new players and I appreciate all of you. Um, If you're looking to make a little scratch and see the sites, I can't recommend jumping into the expedition uh, enough. So if you're hearing this and you're interested, hit me up on PSN and I, I mean, I'll give you a, even if you really don't have that much money, I'll give you a unengineered Diamondback Explorer build that can handle it quite easily. Yeah, and it'll with be carriers going out. The carriers are all cl- cross-platform, so anybody, regardless if there's PlayStation carriers or not, you guys can come out with us uh, uh, with with help. And we'll and have if, a list of carriers on the Discord that are right. with the squadron. If you want to search for individual carriers. And if you're worried that, you know, someone said, oh, you don't have a frame shift drive booster or whatever, uh, I made a trip to Sagittarius A and then Colonia and then back home in an unengineered, unboosted Diamondback Explorer. So you can do it. Yeah. Too. This yeah. stuff didn't always exist in the game. So people could. He, he hated himself by the end. But yes, that's yeah. also true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what was the best was I. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the best part was cashing in that road to riches money at the end. Oh yeah. 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 And that's, that's the best possible outcome, especially for a new player. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing for a new player to get into because the, um, the, the cost to entry is actually really low compared to a lot of other kind of aspects of the game. And you will come away from it, uh, with an experience and a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. Filthy. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll say that you won't, and I'll give you a little advice that I learned, well, that I figured out on my own. Uh, instead of buying the ship that you've dreamed about with that money that you make, 
buy a ship that you can earn money with consistently. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't just buy, oh, I'm going to get a Corvette. And then you realize that the bulkheads are half a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway, I'm yeah. done. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I've seen a uh, uh, few of them. I'm guessing they're new. PS4 commanders, Bailey Levi, and I think Suicide Santa, and yeah, they're, they're others maybe invoice a lot, and they've been palling around mm-hmm. fleet carriers with Manitou and Crash, and seems like they're having fun. Yeah, I, I, as I understand, they are uh, Manitou uh, politely gave them a lift out to the Crystal Planets to get raw materials, but they're so new they didn't realize, and this is what I told them before we recorded on the show. That there's also something called manufactured materials mm-hmm. and encoded, <laughs> and I re- uh, I really let the air out of their balloon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> one of the grinds. Yep. Yeah. On the plus side, though, the crystal shards will give you everything you need for the expedition, though, because you got your uh, that's where you get your jumponium yep. components. So, uh, right. Which you wrong yeah, technically SRV fuel and hull and stuff like that. She goes here. Yep. So if they thought the raw mat was fun, just wait till they need them pharmaceutical isolators. <laughs> <laughs> and Jambonium yeah. is if you go to your right hand panel inventory synthesis, your FSD injection, you can premium synthesize a bonus to your jump distance for one jump. Yeah. It's going to do you some good. That DBX was going to go very far with that. It'll save your ass. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, Chig, did you want to throw out a Chig chat this week? Sure, hit it. All right. God, I didn't know you were going to say that so quickly. Hold on. Here. <laughs> it's Chig chat. Yeah, that's a fact. It's Chick Chat. Where the cheese at? Outstanding. Um, I I had a couple different ideas I was going to do today, especially after Ty showed up, but then Ty took off. So I'm going to go back to, to the other <laughs> that the other concept I had because of what we were just talking about. I, I was looking for uh, uh, by this time next week, a bunch of us are going to be pretty far out in the black a couple of days in. So, and if everybody's, you know, heading out at the same time and stuff, this would be the last chance to ask for any tips or or tricks or anything for, you know, deep space exploration. You know, we've got, you know, especially hearing about how many newer players are going to come along, uh, you know, like a don't, if you're a newer player, don't cone jet boost off a white dwarf it's not worth it it's just, <laughs> just yeah you can try neutrons but try it in the bubble before you go uh you don't want to lose all your expiration data because a white dwarf raped you right in the, the pie hole um, <laughs> you know <laughs> metaphor um, you know and and um as you know Dave Luder was saying you can definitely do uh in a uh, trip you know people will be bragging about their 70 light year jump 65 light years you know things like that you can go out especially i don't think any of this goes out near the edge of the galaxy or anything does it it's all t- towards the core for nothing the to do with yeah. waypoints yeah so uh, um, go ahead there i think we cross 
one gap between the galactic arms diagonally, and that can be a bit hellish. that's what i was gonna say as far as as far as jump range on your ship that the only time that jump range really helps a bigger jump range is a if you want to get someplace faster and b if you're dealing with like crossing between the arms or you're out at the very extreme edges above or below the plane or way out you know out by beagle point at that point where the star systems are separated exactly and there's and, more you know, distance you're, between you're them. forced to use jumponium and manually plot because the in-game plotter gets confused when you get out there um but heading yeah. towards the center you can use you know a, damn near any jump range it's just gonna take you longer and a lot of people think that you know a, a shorter jump range ship you'll discover more because other people are jumping over those points. That's, that's a complete myth. It, it makes no sense. But uh, uh, <laughs> I, the only thing that dictates finding more systems or not, other than getting off the beaten path, but there aren't that many non-beaten paths anymore, is the number of jumps you're doing. It's just the sheer number. So using a lower jump range ship, yes, you will be doing more jumps. So mathematically, you may run into more, more systems. Um, so just keep that in mind. If, if, if you want to jump shorter distances to hit more systems, you can always hit economical in your, in your thing and you can, you know, just do a gazillion more jumps or you can explore just all, you know, randomly jumping all over instead of plotting a course directly to the next, uh, jump point, just plot, you know, five to 10 jumps at a time, kind of zigzagging your way out to where you're going and Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, you're not going to be on some, you know, common path that everybody else is traveling on, you know? And, yeah, and, it's not, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. I just wanted to mention, it is not uh, wholly impossible if you're in a ship with a low jump range. I mean, Distance Cruise 1, I had a couple guys on my crew who did it, and they're brothers, they, <laughs> they did it in Cobras. So we dubbed them the Cobra Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it went against my wishes, of course. I was like, you guys are idiots, what are you doing? I'm taking but, a Cobra this time. Well, you're an idiot too. <laughs> I got it. I got up to 46 light years, fully loaded well, no, no, with no. guns. Theirs, theirs was unengineered and didn't even have uh, like D-rated parts. Oh, woofed. Woof. They they were pretty close to stock, but they seem to have a good time. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would have boosted into a. They didn't know better. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I picked a Cobra out uh, for the fun of it last time I took an Anaconda and uh, about halfway through really, really wished I'd taken a Crate Phantom instead. Um, but this time I decided let's go with the the classic Elite ship, right? And um, so I kitted out a Cobra uh, for exploration and not like not min-maxed. Um, as far as jump range is concerned, it does forty about forty six even, fully laden, and it's got it's got repairs, it's got AMFU, it's got uh, an SRV bay, and um, and guns. <laughs> That's more than what you need. You don't even yeah, need. It's got like, uh, in fact, it's it's got something something on the order of like six hundred TPS. <laughs> wow. Um, because that's, that's uh, why I'm bringing my carrier this time is so I can just bring everything. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> uh, we have a we have some sort of um, 
some uh, consensual PvP planned out in Colonia, uh, fighting exploration ships, uh, at least between Lark Shadow and myself, because he uh, <laughs> he likes to run his mouth about how the, the Viper 4 <laughs> is the best ship in the game, and so he wants to do his exploration in the Viper 4, and I think I can beat his Viper in my Cobra. <laughs> I'd love Look to hear his exploration Cobra. Fight? Look forward to it. Viper 4 is a very nice ship. That military slot is what's killing it for making it uh, is for making it hold up to the Cobra as far as exploration is concerned. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carrying on. So, yeah. all I'm saying is come in, uh, any exploration tips that you guys have. I don't know if you guys have anything here specifically you'd like to bring up, but, you know, I we hear most of us are uh, pretty experienced at this, but I, I always love to hear something that I haven't heard before if somebody's got a tip, whether it's, I mean, even apps we're using, you know, most of us are running, you know, EDMC or ED uh, Discovery, you know, things like that. We mm-hmm. should get some of that stuff on the Discord listed uh, in the uh, in the events channel, uh, probably because we're going to be going on the this adventure. So people looking, you know, we've had a lot of new people join the Discord just specifically for this event. So if we start compiling some tips and 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 stuff just to help people out, and you know, I'm always looking for something new, also. I'll give one more last free tip to the new people. Uh, some people like to end, you know, a shift of jumping by landing on a planet. Be mindful of uh, the gravity. gravity. Yes. <laughs> if yeah. It, if, it, if it gets up above, you know, I don't know, pick a number. Above Half a G. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it matters. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, I'll throw an app out. Um, since you mentioned apps, the um, ED Scout is one that's a sort of a, a maybe a sidestep or a replacement of ED Discovery. Um, but the specific thing that this one I know will do very easily is when you plot a route out to your next waypoint, it will have a sort of an easy color coded way of of estimating whether those systems whether each system along the route has been discovered already so as far as for picking out which systems along your route are as yet undiscovered systems um, it doesn't always get it exactly right but as long as it uh, uh, it, it's scanning EDSM for them so if somebody's reported it already um, it's not going to work if um, it might report a system as undiscovered, but it's really just not reported yet. And then the person could end up reporting it before you. So yeah. not yeah. 100%, but anyway. Oh, yeah. So uh, one last question. I thought there were several saying there. Sorry, you're, I think you're, I'm losing your mic there. I'll kick it up. Uh, I was saying I thought there were more waypoints. Are you saying that there's not many waypoints? Oh, um well, let 15. me call up the page. There's 16, yeah. and then the 17th okay. is comma, the end point. I see. Um, right. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If you're using EDSM um, with distance screws one, I found it to be a little finicky. Um, just make sure you know that you're physically, you know, uh, when you get to one of the waypoints, just check to make sure you're, you're really there in the game. Because I had uh, a back... Well, so- Right. Now that that's probably a console thing because with a console you can't be running an app that's reporting to EDSM directly. You're kind of relying on EDSM to be pulling from the Frontier auth server, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. 
Cool. So a um, couple more things I had on the notes. Um, the Hutton Orbital Muggy Awards happened today. Uh, I did not get the chance to watch them, but it's um, on, it was uh, like streamed on Twitch and they give awards for things. Uh, they make it a whole thing with golden statues and everything. It's, it's quite a production. So uh, check it out. It's, it's fun. <laughs> they do it just like uh, it's going to be the Grammys or something. Um, it's really pretty cool. I, I turned it on for like a second to, to see what it was like. Cause I had never watched it um, before in previous years. What are um, some of the categories? Uh, the one that was on when I happened to click it on for a second between Sexiest tasks pilot. at work. Uh, it was it was uh, bounty hunter of the year, I think, um, <laughs> and they had they had nominated four commanders, and um, so anyway, yeah. If Luigi Dushku doesn't win that, then it's rigged. So the last thing I throw on the notes is um, this new story <laughs> thing uh, that's coming from uh, Drew Wagar. So Drew Wigger has written up a new story that is, I guess, uh, semi-influenceable. It's it's going to be sort of a live performed story in game uh, called Retribution. Um, so I've put the link in the show notes to um, the YouTube page uh, where there is a further link to an FAQ that goes over some details. But um Starting on um, Thursday the fourteenth, so this will actually be the next podcast night for us. He'll be he'll be running at the at, on that same day. Um, I think he goes at between like eight and ten p.m. Uh, UK time. Um, but the the idea here is that this is a story including characters. The characters are real commanders in the game that are accounts that he is in control of and and has a small staff of people that are helping him create and tell the story. It's going to be live streamed on Twitch. And a lot of it is going to be this character proceeding through the galaxy. And there are some key story points. Um, Some of it will be influenceable by however it goes down. So some of it is going to be kind of like happening in real time and, and uh, a little, I, I don't, I don't know if I should say choose your own adventure ish, but there, there will be things that can happen that can change the outcome. Um, it's happening in, in his own private group for a number of reasons that can be answered on this FAQ and um, plans to run about eight weeks. Um, Frontier is not directly involved, but um, you know, it's, it's just something he created within the game and within this this galaxy so just um, keep an eye on harry potter <laughs> <laughs> well see that's the thing is like uh he's he's got he's got control of this private group where it's all going to be happening uh, um, I see. uh so, so i'm going to just try to skip to the question aspects of the story are created in advance um some of it there are significant points that are that are sort of planned, but there's a lot of stuff that that's going to be um, that the player base can do in response to episodes. 
Um, so he says, I may have to rewrite stuff on the fly between episodes based on what happens. Um, cool. And then in private group, yeah, I, I, so this is the quote, I cannot apply any narrative rules to open environment. By contrast, the private group is mine to manage. This story is not designed to establish canon or become official lore. It is not a part of the greater work and thus does not require open mode. It is for entertainment only. And the Drew Wagar private group will remain PvE uh. only. Strictly no PvP unless authorized through, though PvP may occur in a limited context at particular points, and these will be clearly signposted, and infringements to the rules will get you kicked out of the private group. Side note, for unrelated, unrelated reasons, that commander has been banned from playing in open. <laughs> Ooh, Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. I, my understanding was he didn't play this game very much anymore anyway. Uh, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that I thought that was pretty neat. I had just heard about that and and um, he has if you click that that link, there's a YouTube video uh, sort of a trailer for the whole um, thing, which frankly in, involves a lot of graphical assets from the game that I don't think actually exist in the game, and I wonder how he created them. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it's got some really choice music uh, in that video. That's that's I guess where I'll where I'll leave it. <laughs> but it sounds like fun. I'll I'll try to. Uh, I, I obviously, if it's happening on Thursdays, I'm not going to be able to watch in real time. I expect. Um, although actually, it's based on UK time. I'll probably end up being at work when it's happening in real time. But I'm going to try to catch up on the replays because I think this is sort of a fun be thing to attempt. And I, I'm interested to see how it will come out and how how narrative it can feel. Because, like he said, a lot of it is going to be like, this, char- this uh, character is going to start in the starting area of the game. And it, they will be doing missions and, and things like that as, as part of what takes place. Um, right. And they also will be persistent in the game in that private group. So they can be interacted with. They will be doing things between episodes sometimes. Um, may or may not be to make up for whatever nonsense the player, the other players do. But I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this will all turn out. A? You cut out there. Yeah, oh, I, I cut out? Sorry. Well, yeah. I think the threshold on your limiter is probably pretty sharp because oh. you're cutting out a bit. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so, anyway, I yeah, I, I think um, I'm just curious. I'm interested to see how it all turns out. So I, I plan on paying attention to replays. It'll be interesting to see when uh, Odyssey comes out, his capacity for storytelling is going to expand quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, that's all I have. Um, Anything else, anyone? This, uh, this new community goal requires a lot of travel. Oh, frick, yeah. The, there is a community goal that, that just opened today. Um, delivering uh, uh, Xeno tissue samples to Colonia. I, I kind of felt like this was aimed at commanders who play in Colonia to begin with. Even... Obviously, don't have oh, to, yeah. but... Kind of, but the... the uh, the pods that you collect the samples from aren't the samples they want. Those pods are not close to Clona either, from what I'm reading oh, really? online. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like several several thousand light years from Colonia is the nearest of these. Any of these oh, types wow. of can sample. At least what's cataloged, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, that it, it it's a it's new and different. Yeah. I guess. And they're going to establish experimental habitats to see if they can grow these creatures, you know, inside. Uh, what could go wrong? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spawn a, you know. I saw that movie. It's called Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, and frankly, it's it's a massive franchise at this point, so clearly they did something right. <laughs> cool, yeah, we did, uh, I skipped right over that. Fun. Great job. Great job. Hooray. Hooray. Science. Uh, that community goal is up. How long does it run? I actually Just a week. Just a week. Just a week? Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, In I theory. Like when I saw traveling to Colonia, I thought for sure it was going to be like a, uh, at least two weeks. In theory, we could leave on Tuesday and still make it there with enough time to go find some samples and turn them in. Oof. I did not put a research limpet on my exploration ship, and I sort of don't plan to. Dom was just super happy that they didn't have a module tied to this one. Yeah, I I was going out there, yeah. Get a decal of varying shininess, depending on what what level you finish it. So far, they're differing decals? Same decal, different colors. (laughs) Oh, weird. Oh, wow. Oh, is that the tiers of completeness? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, oh, it's I get you. Tier. It's your personal tier. Yeah. Oh, your personal tier. Oh, okay. I so far, don't care about decals. The, the total cap on samples is 500,000. So far, 28 have been delivered. <laughs> well, it did just start today. I don't know. <laughs> Probably nothing will come of this. That's, that's fun, though. And I, I do think, you know, that there's... Um, there's kind of this idea that uh, nothing ever ha- like there's commanders that spend their game time in Colonia all the time. They kind of like being out there, and um, nothing ever happens that involves them. And here's something, you know, here's something that involves. Was there any salt Colonia from commanders. people in the bubble about this one involving so much travel, or were people I, cool with it? I'm, I'm just what I've seen. The little bit I've looked is more people from Colonia are like. It's still really far from Colonia. Got it. Not too much salt that I've seen, but I'm sure yeah. it's out. It is only a decal. I mean, if it had been a mod, yeah, and some rage. Right on. <laughs> For sure. And on the other hand, I've also heard the sentiment from. I guess this is going back to kind of the inception of of Colonia and um, before factions ever made it out there that Colonia was sort of this prized place that uh, that FDEV did not have their hands on, did not have their hands on the steering wheel of. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of adding story that involves Colonia is a little bit of a step in that direction. But I think that horse has left the barn. You know, there are factions and stuff out there now. And whatever salt is, is um, long been in that wound. So maybe they don't care. And to find to find these biological organisms, you get your your codex, that little book that I hardly ever looked at for a long time in your right hand panel. You can go to the discoveries within that and click on your galactic sector you're in and go to the biologicals. 
and you're looking for pods. Something with pod in the name. There's different species. And you take Dead your... pod is one here. of them. Those are the samples you collect, but like the species oh, okay. are like colored pods, octahedral pods. Just look up, look them up on the forums. People know which ones you can sample. Take your research limpet controller out there. Collect your limpet if you want to. And, and uh, yeah, that's how you gather the sample. And you don't need to collect your limpets. I think the research controller returns it to you. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. Pretty sure. I have never used a research limpet. Isn't that awful? Yeah. And I, and I call myself a commander. I went out to a site close to the bubble with uh, a one not too long ago, and he showed me how to how to do it. It's fun, something different. It's weird. Cool. It's weird and different. <laughs> now you can teach the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Cool. Uh. That feels like a good episode. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, should everybody. We cheese it out. Cheese we it should. out. Happy New Year for episode sixty-nine. Oh yeah. Nice. Wait, I have seventy in the notes because technically, I guess did, technically did, did, the did last count, one didn't uh, go out on the podcast. Did you count the stream. Uh, yeah, you never put that out as a podcast. This would be number sixty-nine on the podcast servers. Oh, okay. All right. Episode. Hey, what's cheese number sixty-nine? Uh, you'd think it would be something like themed <laughs> to that, but I wouldn't I'm, even know where to begin, and that I'm sounds really afraid. gross, actually. So let's go with <laughs> Gruyere cheese. Brown cheese. A really it's gross just, cheese. Well done. <laughs> no, it's it's a Swiss cheese. It's it's a really, really I good know. cheese. Gruyere, good stuff. Uh, have some of that. Stay cheesy, everybody. Yeah. Gruyere is fabulous. Wait, didn't you do... I thought you already used Gruyere. I... Fraud? I believe so. <laughs> I don't I do not it. see it on the list. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I trust you. You're keeping a list, not me. He's got the whole cheese calendar above the computer. Yeah, as you <laughs> cheese advent calendar on time, not early. Or... Uh, no, I, I, I miss having the advent calendar. That was great <laughs> to have a different cheese every day. But hey, <laughs> I did feel kind of ripped off, though, because, you know, it was... 24 days or whatever of cheeses that you know you're opening it up but it was a repeat there was a ton of repeat what? cheeses yeah huh. it was uh, like, how was that a thing yeah I, I don't know but bummer it is, it is it is okay are there more than 365 oh yeah oh well, yeah well i've had at least 6 I've had six today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do we do we, do we want a cheese joke Yes. The problem is, is I don't remember which cheeses I've done, or which cheese jokes I've done. That's not good. We I didn't can add hear that it twice. A cheesy right. joke did I can do, be told many times. Did I do what did the ball of mozzarella say as it was shredded? I'm oh, falling so. to pizzas. Uh, <laughs> I love these. Excuse me, I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Good show.
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. This was really fun and, and a discussion I did not expect that was uh, uh, really awesome. Um, uh, find us on Discord. The The link is in the show notes. Uh, you can go to loosecrewsed.com where you'll find links to various things. Uh, like if you couldn't find them in the show notes, you could find them there, um, as well as a merch store where you can get things like mugs and hoodies uh, that have loose screws written on them. Um yeah, that's about the size of it. We'll uh, see you on Tuesday, hopefully, for the start of the expedition. And um, uh, we'll hear you again on Thursday for uh, another podcast, which I guess we'll be doing from out in the black. Thanks. Uh, fly loose and screwy. That's what I say. Bye-bye. <laughs>